Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Welcome, friends, to another r slash pro revenge video. The real pros here on YouTube, hit those like and subscribe buttons down below. Tried to throw me under the proverbial bus, ran herself over. I was building an online training module at work that's intended to teach existing users how to work a new process. It has interactive elements, quizzes, segments to work through, a few sample scenarios, etc. Now, we'd recently got a new associate director, who from what I can tell advanced through the company by throwing other people under the bus. She gets promoted not for her own merits, but because at the end of the day, she has less mud sticking to her than other applicants. It's uncanny to the point that there simply had to be more to it than stupid office politics. I'll get to that in a bit. So after I have the first draft of the module done, it gets sent out for the usual round of testing. And there are, of course, a couple of things that need to be corrected. I build the module off the notes the subject matter experts leave me, and a few things inevitably get lost in translation. But this new associate director just rips it to shreds, complaining that it's completely incomprehensible, needs to go in much greater detail, asking questions about nearly every individual mouse click in the sample scenarios, and overall stating that it's impossible to follow. The thing is, this module is intended for our finance department, for people who have a background in finance and have already been trained on how to use our internal software. She's a training services associate director with a teaching background. The module isn't supposed to make sense to a former middle school social studies teacher. It's supposed to make sense to people with finance degrees. I push back and try explaining this to her in a million different ways, but she's having none of it. So I have to go back to the subject matter experts with her around 20 pages worth of criticism. And at first they think I'm joking. I had to forward her email before they finally believed me. So for the next two weeks, we're going over every nuance including readdressing everything that was covered during their three-week classroom training, how to set up their network drives, how to set up Outlook, including things as nuanced as, if you don't know how to set up your email signature, click here. I mean really basic, basic stuff that has nothing to do with what the module was originally supposed to teach. But I now had to include it all because our new associate director couldn't find the on switch if you stapled her finger to it. This wastes my time, the subject matter expert's time, and time spent re-recording all the voice work. If you've done voice work in the past, you know you never get it in one take. After it's all done, I send it back out for review and approval, and the associate director simply doesn't respond. A week passes, the finance director takes an interest in why this module's almost a month overdue. I go to forward the associate director's email again, except now I can't find it. Odd, seeing as how I have a hoarding problem when it comes to email. I check with one of the subject matter experts I was working with. He can't find it either. Turns out, none of us can find it. It's gone. So I check with a friend of mine in IT who, after a little detective work, discovers that a week ago, someone did a compliance delete on the exchange server. This is basically a seek and destroy for messages meeting certain criteria. In this case, a specific phrase she used in her email. I start digging through Outlook trying to find particular emails related to this that might be used to defend my actions, and they're all gone. Inbox, sent items, deleted items, every last one of them. 
any email containing that particular phrase anywhere in it. This kind of thing is normally used by admins to mass delete spam or phishing emails from all users at once. Except in this case, someone apparently deleted emails that showed evidence of her awful decisions. My friend in IT can smell a juicy story a mile away and was very interested in seeing where this went. She recovered the deleted emails and I promptly saved them to a flash drive. For the next few days, every time I had any email with this associate director's name on it, even unrelated stuff, you never know how something might fit together, I saved a copy to the flash drive. I informed the subject matter experts to do the same and we started building our offline evidence locker. I didn't want to blow the lid on it just yet, I wanted to see if my suspicions were correct. Maybe a lifetime of watching spy movies and cop dramas had corrupted my thinking. Maybe there was another explanation. Who knows? It could happen. I'm not God. I don't know everything. I'll play defense. So after several weeks in total trying to appease this associate director's unquenchable thirst for irrelevant details and then getting ignored for a week, she finally publishes it and sends it to the finance director to approve so it can go live. Woo! Except the module, which was supposed to be a 30-minute online course, now contained three hours of content and went down several irrelevant rabbit holes that had been deemed critical supporting information. As an analogy, imagine designing a training module to teach a nurse how to enter some new CPT codes and being told you have to teach him how to read too because he might not know what words are. That's how much BS was crammed into this thing. And the finance director of course hated it and was surprised that such a rambling mess of a module would come from me of all people, so he calls a meeting with me and the associate director on Tuesday to get some answers. And sure enough, she immediately tried to distance herself from it. Tried to paint it as she made a couple of suggestions and I clearly went way overboard. How I must have sent her a different version that she approved and switched them afterwards. That's not even possible, it would get thrown back into a draft status. She kept trying to talk over me as I voiced my defense, and to his credit, the finance director finally just muted her so I could speak. And boy did I. I explained everything. I shared my screen, popped in my flash drive, and opened my copies of the emails that had supposedly been deleted. Every email exchange where she complained about the material, I pushed back. And she flat out ordered me to build the module in the way I did. She abruptly left the meeting and went offline. The finance director asked if I could send him a copy of all relevant files, and as I did so, I told him they might not be there later, and then explained what I'd learned about someone in IT using the compliance delete. He assures me he'll look into it, and the crap immediately hit the fan. The associate director never logged back on. There was a massive internal audit where people from her previous departments were asked to provide statements. Leadership tried to keep it hush-hush, but you just can't keep something that big under wraps. I don't know the specific what's and how's, but the associate director and one of the IT managers had both left the company to pursue the next stage of their careers, and we sincerely wish them the best. I don't really do the social media thing, but over the next few days, as the rumor did what rumor mills do, I heard their crap absolutely blew up. And it came out that the associate director and the IT manager were having an affair. Now this all went down about a month ago, but as I wrote this post, I thought I'd check the online court records. Both are now facing divorces filed by their respective spouses. So yeah, there's a void in my direct leadership, in IT's leadership, 
and the entire IT department is getting a shakedown by information security to determine if there were any other leaks. I spent some time reflecting on why this whole series of events happened, and my best guess is she wanted to make a grand entrance by spearheading this masterwork training module that covered every possible scenario and contained any and all information anyone could possibly want. Then, as she started to realize how wasteful, rambling, and unnecessary it was, she realized that her grand entrance would be a grand faceplant. So she tried to erase the evidence and pin all the nonsense on me to save face, but inadvertently set in motion the events that would expose her little arrangement with the IT manager, taking it up the butt in order to cover her butt, I guess. If you're working for a job and a leadership above you is calling for you to make some very questionable choices, in a moment like that, are you going to do whatever you can now to back up any communication? Would you maybe force them to give it to you in writing with a signature before you go and do something like that that you know seems like such a terrible decision? Let me know in the comments down below. And our final story of the day is by a non-can't-quit, you're replaceable. Okay, bye. I worked for a company for just under 5 years. The company I worked for existed for an additional 10 years prior to me. While I worked at this company, it ballooned to be the number one provider in the region for its unique service, with about 75% of the market. It was a small business of about 15 employees. I loved my job and the skills I learned while working there were quite valuable. I loved my team and the clients we provided services for. My twice yearly reviews with the owner were always 10 out of 10 with no recommendations for improvement. I was exceptional at my job in every way. I handled company operations, HR and payroll, customer service, marketing, employee management, schedules, employee and client training, and many other things at this company. I was also able to step in and do any of my teammates' jobs if they were out sick or on vacation. The owner of the company was giving out a bonus late summer last year, and mine, while being more than previous years, was notably less than my teammates. I asked the owner, are the bonuses related to performance, and if so, what could I have done to earn more? Owner replied, the bonuses are not performance related, you're just more replaceable than the others. Oh, okay, I replied, and I proceeded to process each of the bonuses, then went to lunch. I called my spouse to gain wisdom and advice. I was pretty lit, but didn't want to make a rash decision. My spouse is very intelligent, and while they're not a fortune teller, they have an ability to foresee various responses and all the potential outcomes. They're business-wise and have been on the executive team of a large company for the past 21 years, while also serving on several community boards and business advisory boards. We decided together to continue forward with our scheduled vacation and use the time away to calm our minds, relax, have fun, and to also determine the best course of action for me. We were leaving after working one more day, so I worked like all was normal the rest of the day, and the following day, and the following day, then left on vacation. While away, we discussed several scenarios, the potential outcomes, consulted with a business advisor and a business attorney. With all the advice I received, I determined that upon my return from vacation, I would resign from my role with a two-week notice. However, in a fit of rage, I was immediately terminated by the owner, which was one of the scenarios we thought would happen, so I was prepared for the owner's poor reaction. During the next couple weeks, I created and opened a competing business offering similar services. However, I offered more customizable options with higher quality service and results. 
I knew our clients wanted these options and had proposed that option several times at the old workplace, but was never greenlighted to implement the changes for no reason other than the owner didn't come up with the idea so it was a stupid idea. I also maintained communications with a few people from my old team. My old team did not relay the day-to-day happenings at my previous workplace and I never asked about the company. However, they would vent to me on occasion. I would listen without comment. I knew service, quality, and the work environment in general suffered since my departure. Morale went down and clients were less satisfied. I also read the Google and Facebook reviews for the old company. Yikes. Additionally, two full-time and one part-time persons were hired to fill my role and a portion of my responsibilities, like HR and payroll, were filled by outside companies. I quickly built up my business and within three months was able to hire several of my old teammates. They were able to jump in on day one with minimal training as they were the best employees at my old workplace. The quality of previous workplaces offerings continued to fall, which sent additional business my way and quickly caused incoming work to be non-existent at the old workplace. My old workplace went from being the number one provider of unique service in the region to nothing in a matter of months. My previous employer is now searching for gainful employment. I know this because over the weekend, the owner applied for a position at my spouse's company. Side note, I think my spouse's company should bring my previous employer in for an interview, but when they arrive, surprise, I'm the interviewer and all I say is, how replaceable am I now? My spouse, rightfully so, has said no. Moral of the story, don't tell your employers they're replaceable because they might create a competing business that's better than yours while taking your best employees and your clients which will leave you with no business to sell. Owner's whole retirement plan was to sell the business and starting all over by searching for employment under someone else. Looks like your whole company was replaceable, not me. I definitely appreciate how much research and introspection OP took upon this. This is definitely the way to go about it too. This owner is going to go to you and say, nah, I'm stiffing you because you're the most replaceable person here. Well, heck no, you don't take that. You go and you create your own competing company. You get all the best workers to come over to your much better company, both in quality and workplace environment. And you crush that old employer into the dirt and show them who was truly replaceable. If I was OP, I'd be sitting in the head office of my workplace. I'd put my feet up and I'd think back at that old employer, that old owner searching around for work. Take a sip of some tasty drink and enjoy it. I just hope OP is so incredibly proud of themselves for doing what, honestly, anybody in that position would aspire to do. Not only left that company, but crushed them like the bug they are. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. So of both of these stories, which one was your personal favorite and why? Let me know in the comments down below. And if you haven't yet, if you could like and subscribe, that would mean a lot to me. Whatever you do, whether it's liking, subscribing, turning notifications on, all of it helps grow this channel and I appreciate the heck out of it. So until next time, I'll see you all tomorrow with some more stories. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.